Why? The live is now. The live has come. So, supposedly. Supposedly. Do, 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 do. I'm alive. Ba, ba, I'm alive. I'm a. I'm alive. But are you alive? Oh, yeah, I'm alive. Alive. Hey, it's You're actually alive. I have a house Let's out. go. Yo, welcome to the It's Working show, where it's working. Mm. Trust Work me, bro. <laughs> Big Work. trust. Big trust. Here big at Big trust. trust, we trust Big. Oh. Never trust Big Trust. And the chat overlay is working. Great. These I'm are all great. You, sound, some, like, you sounded mildly here. disappointed at that. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. <laughs> awesome. The chat's great. working. The chat's great. working. Now we got to deal hear, with that. We can hear. We can read what they have to say. Perfect. Ugh. I wish the chat was working. <laughs> God. Golly gee. Golly gee, Willikers. That's. Watch your mouth. Yeah. Oh, Watch your mouth. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Look uh, what you've done. My test chat faded away. Let's see if I can stop that. You can only stop what you have control of. And you only have control You can only stop once. Of mm. the music in your soul. Oh, I can't stop now. I can't I can't stop it now. Can't stop now. Dang. Can't stop, won't stop, GameStop. Yeah, basically. Don't <laughs> nice. stop now. Because you're having a good I'm time. Eating some food time. Just instantly degrading. Queen was a cultural touchstone. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I dread the day when I'm like when I mention Queen uh, to my theoretical grandchildren and they're just like. Grandpa, that's old music, or grandma, whatever. However, I identify when I'm have that many years old. <laughs> that's old. They're, or they're like, or they're like, what? Like they're like, what's that? What's Queen? I heard. I music? heard they died around the time you were alive. They're, they're, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. The Queen. The qu oh, the the, <laughs> the the Queen. The Queen <laughs> the Elizabeth. Queen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I see. I get what you're saying now. Did you, did you pick up what I'm putting down? <laughs> yeah. The queen was the queen when queen was queen. So. I'm not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness. Uh, I guess we got seven more minutes. Uh, to fill. I know. Um, and what, how about how that storm? How's that? St how's the weather, guys? How's it's not great. You know, it's a really, really stormy. Bad. Yeah, my power got knocked out. Dang. Three already. out of four agree that three out of four bad. powers agree. I was just say in in the Midwest here, it's totally great. It's actually 
perfect weather. It's like 82 thanks degrees. Thanks for sending us all your yeah, thanks, crappy weather, Jake. Thanks for rubbing it in. No yeah, problem. how insensitive. I know. Yeah. That's the most insensitive that's been thing that's been said this entire <laughs> evening so far, for sure. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> uh... Yeah. So if uh, if the other if the three East Coasters go down, if if some so suddenly they're gone from the call, it's because a storm blew them away. If I go it's out gonna first, be, it's going to be recaps with Jake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I Jake, was like, got to carry the stream if we all die. There was a part of me that was like tempted to be like, uh, like I don't know, I could step up and just stream The Witcher by myself while everyone else <laughs> enjoys the, their yeah. storms. Yo, I'm a casual witch storm witcher. enjoyer. That's true. I go witch outside witcher. for a little time when there's a tornado. There you go. Witcher, the Witcher Yo. three. Not I haven't played the first two. I just I, skipped to the one that they say the is first the best one. one. You're slowly uh, working your way through the first one. Yeah, it's very clunky and it, yeah. like like yeah. Even the third yeah. one's kind of clunky, and it's the I newest agree. one. But it's super fun. I'm loving it. Like, the, the combat isn't very, like, skillful. McDonald's. Like, it kind of is. Like, it's kind of like a rock, paper, scissors situation. But outside of that, um, yeah. there wasn't a crazy amount to it. Which led to me, like, during the first boss fight, it took me, like, seven or eight tries. And I only got lucky because I had an NPC who kept dying, like, immediately. And you're supposed to try and keep her alive. But, like, there's, like, seven wolves and you can't kill them all immediately. But wow. on that that time I did beat it, she basically like crit the boss and the boss like one shot the boss wolf and while I was killing like the three ad wolves. And that was like my my uh triumphant victory. Nice. Oh. The the combat in the third one I think requires some skill. Um and there's some really fun stuff with like the spell casting. Um but uh, it doesn't feel very weighty, like like yeah, like weighty, like it feels very floaty in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, and I think that's also in addition to the fact that I played Ghost of Tsushima right before I played this, and Ghost of Tsushima has very weighty, like heavy, um, com like combat feeling where it's like all the animations and all you the press moves. a button and you commit exactly, and so like Dark Souls. Uh, not Kinda quite like, like Dark Souls. I would say Castlevania One. <laughs> um, I would say Ghost of Tsushima is like a bit more like. I think easier is probably the right word. Like it's easier than Dark Souls. You don't have to dodge roll every which way. It's more yeah. about like timing your attacks with the okay. like like uh, you know you still have to parry and dodge and stuff. But it's all about yeah. Um, it's all about timing your attacks rather than timing your dodges. Actually, I would say more often than not. So it's like it's like playing greatsword in Monster Hunter. I haven't played Monster Hunter, so I don't know. Oh, I love Monster Hunter. But yeah, mm. for like Witcher One, you have two swords: ones yeah. for fighting monsters, ones for fighting people. And so the big, like the most skillful thing, is deciding which sword to use. Yeah, in mm. The Witcher Three, um, that's a part of it. But also, there's literally a function that's automatically on where he'll automatically draw the appropriate sword when it's time oh, to that's fight. Nice. Um, yeah, that's nice. the, the 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 more thing about it in three is timing out when you, when and which spells you want to use in combat. If it's like okay, yeah. my blade isn't doing everything. Um, I got a question. Yeah. Yeah. If 
if you pulled out your monster sword, right? Like you're fighting some humanoid thing and you pull out your monster sword, but it's somewhat sentient. Does it take offense? Is it like, whoa, you were going to use a silver sword to kill me? That's effed up, bro. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. I updated like, the stream. I'm a, I'm a person too. I updated the it's stream. It's the audacity update. To get rid of uh, the exclamation point things because I forgot that they won't work because Josh isn't here to make them work. Um, oh, he's okay. got like a thing that. Yeah, it's uh, a bot I that. I thought that was just like a bot Which that titles. Function? No, I think it's connected to his computer somehow. Okay, mm. well, they're not as important for this stream or the next. Correct. I'm connected Maybe. to your computer somehow. I'm important to this stream. No, I'm not. Yeah, you yes, are. you are. No. Not yes. Shut up. <laughs> no, I'm terrible. Guys, I'm terrible. I'm just the worst. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. Know. To... Everybody get in the car. Oh. We're driving over to oh, Wash's house to go beat him up. <laughs> yeah. So beat that way up. he knows we love him. Yeah. I Maybe agree. I need some circus peanuts and a Diet Coke. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's very specific. Do you have circus peanuts and a Diet Coke in your house? I don't. No. That sounds actually terrible. Those are two things that I actually hate. I don't know why they came to the top of my head. <laughs> you don't like either? They those? sound like ingredients for a headache, honestly. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy both of those things. Huh. Lots of sugar and aspartame. I've been drinking huh. Coke Zero Sugar, but I don't like the aspartame and Diet Coke. Makes me feel weird. Hmm. Interesting. I feel weird sometimes. This has been <laughs> bodily functions with Wash. Oh. And you Old just age. don't like peanuts? Well like, well, like circus peanuts. You know what circus peanuts are? They're yeah. like those orange yeah, yeah. compressed like candy. Oh, the orange yeah. ones. Sorry, I thought you were talking like, about like that's just shelled peanuts. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like the, the candied orange, squishy marshmallow. Okay. But it's like they don't dissolve. They yeah, just kind of yeah, compress. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's yeah. like styrofoam, but edible. So yeah. edible styrofoam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Edible styrofoam. For some reason, people decided to sell them. It's T-Sav in the chat. Ayo. Hey, T-Sav. Sav. Yo, T-Sav. And a Savin. Nothing much is up, T-Sav, except for Josh being on vacation. So I'm technically hosting the stream, it's which is a horrible idea. You can tell from the overlay that this, well, this is something. You know what they say. Amazing. When the cat is gone, the mice will play. I, <laughs> that is what I they don't say. Think I've ever heard that one? It's true. Really? Yeah. Pretty sure I've used it on a stream when Josh wasn't here before. <laughs> it might have been a while ago. It might have been at the company retreat one. Mm. Maybe that's why I don't remember it. Mm. Maybe. Because I'm actually Maybe. secretly Josh. No! Oh no! It takes oh, off the mask. It's Mission Impossible. <laughs> it wasn't that my lighting was off and bad. It was Josh the whole time. Josh the <laughs> whole time. Thanks for keeping up with the story, T-Sav. We're excited to see where it goes to. In fact, that's actually leading into us maybe sort of kind of so, starting the stream. <laughs> so T-Sav, have you heard I'm of a new character that's joined um, the party <laughs> called uh, Fuzzy Bum? <laughs> no! <laughs> It was set at the table. It's canon now. This is not the table. This is some other table. <laughs> some other what happens table. in the tavern stays <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, Washi's to play table. yet another character during the finale. 
it'll be each of us playing one and then Wash juggling like four characters. Three characters, characters oh, man. minimum. Well, yeah. anyways, hi, I'm Jake. I play <laughs> Alan Woodrear, um in this D&D campaign. And yeah, what, wh who's up next? <laughs> Hello. I don't know if I was next or not, but I'm jumping in. It's me, Cleo. I play Fox. And I also play uh, Riley and... But not right now. I'm probably going to play Fox when you see me again. <laughs> it's going to be a good time. I, I'm, a, I, I'm a rogue and a bard. I don't know if I'm missing anything else. Somebody else, please go. <laughs> Hello, I am Trevor. I am the official voice actor of Zoth Whoa. and... Whoa. <laughs> Zoth and... Um, uh, ah... Why can I not? Why? Why did my mind just freeze on the last who? character I played? Zop, who? Zop, and Zop, who else? And Zop. And who else? Uh, Bruiser. There you go. Um, but yeah, uh, Zoth was an orc cleric. Zop was a wheatling. Uh, was. Warlock. Is. <laughs> I'm saying was because I'm not I'm not currently playing them. That's why I said was. Spoilers. <laughs> and then Bruiser was a uh, winged badger rogue. Nice. Hey, I'm Wash. I am the unofficial voice actor for. None other than <laughs> Jebediah Peppermint, oh, the Mofolk gun wizard uh, who spits fire and fires spit. I also voice Radford, the white dragonborn monk. Um, FP62, the uh, the bad battle boy bot rogue. And Fuzzy Bum, the baby. Yes! Folk. No! Yes! <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> uh, subscribe to our non-existent Patreon to get the Patreon content on that and hear the whole story and lore behind Fuzzy Bum, the Beaver Folk. Um, who knows? Maybe he'll show up in our next Christmas spinoff. We'll see. <laughs> there you, I don't know. <laughs> you don't understand how ready I was to be like, and who else? <laughs> well, I forgot to say because I am so bad at my intro, I always mess it up. Uh, Alan is an Azamar Barbarian Artificer. Mm. Nice. Mm. But and what an uh, as Asimar barbarian artificer Alan is. Oh, thank you. He's he's one of the only <laughs> ones out there, really. Yeah. Wow. He's unique. Yeah. A star, a gem, a diamond in the rough. That's true. You may say. You could say that. Well, speaking of Alan, Alan and uh some other guys and gals Whoa. and people just generally have been and out. Pals. And pals have been out on a bit of a, a quest to find Duke Bumblefoot. And as we, like, argued at the end of one of the episodes, were we successful? Technically? Yes. <laughs> Maybe? 100%. The people want to know. Tonight, say, we Trevor, will find out. Trevor, you seem confident that uh, we were successful. Could you please explain to the folks what happened and how you believe we were successful? <laughs> so our mission at the start was to find and rescue Dew Bumblefoot. <laughs> and so when we, at the end of the mission, Dew Bumblefoot was free of her shackles. 
And thus, our mission was complete. Uh, just to clarify, um, for those of you who don't know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, uh, just you know, because this is recent spoilers. This, this is the true. recap. This is the recap so of the latest. You might want to mute the stream if you if you if you're catching up. Just for like mm -hmm. you know five ten minutes, maybe don't mute the stream. Maybe just bear this, with it. No, this whole thing is going to be full spoilers for the last few podcast just, episodes. So just, yep, just not turn off up. the stream. Go listen to the latest episode and then come back. Yeah. There so. You go. Uh, Trevor is saying that we succeeded by uh, unshackling a corpse, yes. and, and calling that a victory. I just, I just want you to know where you're, where we're coming from. I mean, you know what we had the this conversation first. You were on my side about this. Uh, well, I, I still am. I just want people to have full context. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna still be on your side about it. I'm just not gonna mince oh, words okay. about it. We totally just rescued a corpse. <laughs> He yeah. thinks you're wrong, but he's on your side. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do, Wash and, and Jake, how do you guys feel about about our success or failure? Mm. 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 Um. You know what? Yeah, rescuing is pulling somebody from and saving somebody from a dangerous situation, and that did not happen. We retrieved Do Bumblefoot. We did not rescue her, in my opinion. I, I think. Oh, yep. Go ahead. I, I I think you know. I think after this arc's done, there's a post-credit scene where we're long gone, and Gravelus just walks up to where they were and notices like the obvious reek of death and been like, Ah, shit. <laughs> that's that's it. Do you guys you guys remember Gravelus, right? Was Gra I don't. was Gravelus the scorpion? Oh no, Gravelus was the uh the Hematitian like monk, monk. or yeah. uh like cleric, yeah, or something like that. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh. He was the guy you interviewed and he was just like, I just want to find my yeah. friend. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's gonna show and, and my headcanon is that the second he was rejected, he just went on his own very slowly. Don't, don't give Josh ideas because Gravelus is going to get like possessed by the Aboliths oh, once no. he showed up and he's going to throw us, <laughs> throw him against us. And Josh is in well, the chat, I saw. So, uh, oh, no, be careful. He's taking notes. Rub that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh, can you edit this part out so Josh doesn't see it? <laughs> Josh, can you do a mind wipe on yourself for the last 45 seconds? Thanks. Appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, sorry. Yep. Go. You haven't. We'll call the MIB. Yet. We'll get those little little flash gizmos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flash gizmos. Flash, yeah, flash gizmos. That sounds like such flash a flash gizmo in the 24th century. It. Well, would you? What are they? I don't know the name of them. Give me one of them <laughs> flash gizmos. It's a neuralizer. There we go. Okay. Well, I I think I think that. In the overall objective of getting the stuff that we need for the cataclysmic ritual, which is like the overall goal, we were successful because obviously, spoilers, as we said, uh, Do Bumblefoot was dead once we got there. But mm -hmm. Do Bumblefoot was very smart and led basically led us to where she hid the instructions and materials for her part of the ritual um her secret party stash exactly um 
So in that way, we were successful. However, um, if if it was going to be worse than that, like if there was no way to get that stuff or if we didn't find it, that would have been catastrophic failure, I think. And um, Alan would have taken that extremely badly. Like that would have been mm-hmm. soul crushing. Um, so the fact that we were able to follow Dew's spirit essentially and find that stuff um, pretty much is the success there. But yeah, crazy. That's the first time that that's happened. And I'm sure obviously narratively by Josh, that was an intentional thing of like, oh, this can happen where you just don't get there in time. Um, and obviously Alan puts he part of that, that way early. Too. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Alan puts part of that on his taking too wrong long on the rod, um, which is too bad. I think yeah. Also, like just given how spread out everything was probably relatively likely that we weren't going to be able to actually save every single one of them since they were all trapped and like we couldn't get to them all in a relatively yeah. quick amount of time just distances were too far what are you talking about we would have saved all of them there's all there's always <laughs> so, some way but yeah. i'm sure it was intentional the way that the abolists laid it out so that it would be difficult yeah and impossible situations in D games make these world feel real though yeah. that's true it does. um but you know we kind of we, we lost the battle but are still winning the war is the way I've been looking at it. Which, speaking of war, there's like huge <laughs> oh. war going on in Urida at this same time, and obviously it seems like it's going to come to a head when the next kind of leg of the adventure will probably be towards Thraxenhaus' domain, where there's like entire armies marching towards, um, which is crazy. I feel like that's not stuff that our characters have really engaged with yet. As yeah. far as like large scale warfare stuff, it's something that's been happening for a long time, though. Like, there have yeah. been numerous mentions of like the armies in the north or like the yeah. tieflings out in the west, for sure. But it's always in the background, you know. Yeah. It hasn't been our focus because we were getting rod stuff, you know. We, we just it's just that we live in a country that's like very far away and you know, it's just not part of it, doesn't affect us that much. You I mean, know, it does now to our day to day life, <laughs> and so so it's just like a, a fun little read. Yeah, but we're gonna get thrown into the war zone. I I think we're, that's very possible. Um, and we're gonna have to fight a battle royale versus 150 other people. Fortnite, yeah, it's we're actually gonna play. Bradford Fortnite. can take them. Yeah, Radford versus. Well, the I was Apple actually list. specifically referencing Warzone. You know, like mm. oh, mm. well, it's a Warzone. Sure, yeah. <laughs> but she just went with Fortnite. Fortnite. I mean, it's close enough. Battle I Pass. Guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, as far as the stuff that's happened um, the last couple weeks, uh, I don't know if we just want to like talk about. Like we don't. I, not everyone has to answer, but like, what was everyone's like most fun part of the last three, four? I, I don't remember how many weeks it was exactly, but of the last little mini arc, I think for me, um, it was probably. Uh, now I feel terrible because I don't remember the name, but the shopkeep NPC at the end of like the first or second session. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, you mean Lanny? Well, Lanny, the shopkeeper who runs the inn. No, 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 no. The in the desert. In the desert. Yeah, in the desert. Oh, the sunburn um, dude. Yeah, that was hilarious. Doctor Dewey. That okay, was really Doctor Dewey was also Dr. up there. Dewey so was maybe really, was gen- generally funny, memorable NPCs. Duffin. Um, yeah. Oh man, Duffin. So so. Funny NPCs were a big part of this, especially, I would say, before we got into the actual jungle. Um, but that was just so fun. Interacting with memorable characters makes, like, any part of a D&D um, session or campaign just, like, really... Um, like, you walk away from that session uh, laughing and just smiling and just, like, yeah, that was great. You know, like, when when you kind of have an interaction with an NPC like that. Uh, yeah. there's, there's nothing he can't get you. Duffin. That's what, that's what stuff True. like that. It was great. Duffin the McGuffin. <laughs> oh, got to collect all seven Duffins to save the world. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All of his um, tents. I think so, uh, one of my favorite moments, I, I guess it wasn't like, like a specific moment, but it was when we talked, what was it? Um, the, the scorpion guy. Yeah. Like to kind of come with us for a little bit. Then he like goes out in this blaze of glory, and Riley brings him back. He's like, "Yes, an honorable death." That was great. Ah! Yeah. And then I'm just like, "Now that you've had your honorable death, you want to come with us?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. Yeah. I thought you that was died. Funny. You get to be alive again, and you get to help me now that you've died. Great time. It was a great time. That was great. I'd say that's probably my favorite as well. Just we did also jump forcing, off another cliff. True. That was my favorite part. I, how do we keep doing this? All right, <laughs> I I don't know, but it, it's something about it makes it very suspenseful you know and what? climactic. Yeah. And can I if, can I put my aluminum hat on? All right. Yeah. <laughs> just Gosh, solid aluminum, I'm not aluminum saying. foil. It's yeah. just a yeah. big pot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Boop. Uh, Josh is the is the common denominator. I'm just saying. <laughs> Aren't we common denominators? Too? <laughs> well, I, you gotta understand. It's almost like there's characters. like five var- variables that are all consistent. <laughs> yeah, but think this. about it. Who's in control of of the areas we go to? Right? Like we don't we don't morph the geology. The DM does geology geography. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, one is the, <laughs> the one is the study of like location, and the other one is the study of tomato rocks. turnip. That's fair, fine. Pass. Hey, cliffs are made of rocks. Okay. I think I think Josh likes. And they're at a location. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Although I think Josh likes very cinematic uh, and very yeah. like, anime-like fights, and adding something dynamic like height and falling and things like that. Um, I think adds to that feeling and adds to like the ticking clock and adds to all of that stuff. So I think that that trope is probably a bit intentional, a bit not intentional in that way. I mean, I do enjoy it though, because it does add, you know, that dynamicness to fights. They don't feel as like, I guess stale. It's just, mm-hmm. it's not just like, Oh, bad guy hit. Now we hit now bad guy hit. Now we hit like, it actually gives us something else to like worry about and focus on and, be creative with the tools at our disposal. Yeah. I'll be creative with I was 
I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> With the tools at your disposal? Being yes. acting and voices and mannerisms. Good job, you. You're doing great. I really enjoyed the combat. Like, yeah. But that's mostly because... Like I found that's all Radford's really good at is like he's really good at combat and hitting things. He has like a plus ten to hit, nice. so it's nice. like I would roll a ten and it would be a twenty. Like it, it's just a lot. Um, but then like his, the rest of his skills are kind of trash, except for like helping people with shoes and giving them temporary hit points from cookies, which admittedly is like you know fun and characteristic. But uh, he's definitely not the skill monkey that FP was or like the utility Box. caster like jeb was hey i just appreciate having my shoes still functional i mean i think we all do it's where you contact the ground that's <laughs> the things you need to invest in i say so josh sure. just added in the chat he likes adding verticality to raise the stakes and make sure we won't fall but then what happens mm. is we always fall <laughs> I think I think I I've, at this point you're enabling us. All right, you know, <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time we jumped off a cliff, I'd only have two nickels. But it's weird that it happened twice. Uh, you're two. How many times have we done this? All right. So we, well, we, we had first one. we've had multiple in air fights because not because of jumping off of cliffs, but because of like um, <clears throat> the. Uh, like the robots the running, up, battle. Yeah, running up the cliffs, the Macar battle. We just started flying because of anti-gravity what? stuff, spells, whatnot. Now, now, the the robots in Gaim, the scout bots that we fought. Oh, that was a really good one. Yeah. And where Zoth died. We were going up, not down during Oh, that wasn't a good one. We're, I, I thought some people were going down. Well, Alan eventually had to go down because he was holding on to the leg of one, and then he ripped the leg <laughs> off, and then he fell down. Wouldn't that be considering falling off? Yeah, I cliff? said a cliff specifically. Well, I mean, but the sides of the town cliff. are cl are cliff. Yeah, I thought it was just like a roadway. He fell off, like like a bridge. Well, that's what Would he fell on. The sides of a bridge not be cliff like. Yeah. So if I fall off a bridge, you'd say I fall off a cliff? Yes, we would. I'd we say would you all fell say off that. a cliff-like object. We, we would all say <laughs> we would all say that. If you say that, then I'll concede. But if you don't say that, then my point stands. I think well, we got to uh, test that, actually. Uh, yeah, when you are you going to go bridge climbing next? The, uh, <laughs> I mean, I have been cliff jumping. It's very fun. Oh well, then. All right. Our, then so we, next time, we next Monday, <laughs> next Badger Monday. Gaming, me and At Trevor are going to uh, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. Oh my god! And we're going jumping. <laughs> nope. Definitely not. Well, speaking of cliff jumping, what was the most challenging for everyone's character? Mm. Uh I, I think uh, challenging playing the character or challenging for the character? Uh, either sure. or. Both. Uh, I think my challenging part is uh, I'm a disorganized person at heart. Um, and I, I just don't have D&D &D spells memorized. Um, oh. I like, I prefer, my preferred method of doing things <clears throat> is to just memorize it. That way I can be like, ha <laughs> ha. Uh, but I can't do that with spells because there's so many of them. So, so darn many. And uh, so I, I just I just struggle with making sure I know every spell I have at my available, like for you know when you're falling off a cliff all of a sudden when you weren't expecting it. 
and now you have to check through your entire spell list, which is exhaustive because you're two spell classes mixed into one. Because you're a cleric and you know every one of your spells. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. I also oh, yeah. had, like, took cleric nature, uh, which added, like, a bunch of spells. It was... Uh, yeah. Ugh. Ugh! 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 I tell you, one of the one of the challenging things that I ran into this game um, actually had a lot to do with uh, Cleo and Trevor. Ooh. The the one session when you guys were out, and it was it was Jake and I that were playing. Oh. Um, I found it I found it really challenging to like because we even like split up a little bit, you know, like we normally do. I found it really <laughs> challenging to keep Bradford interesting and like doing stuff without you guys energy to bounce off of like I like see. in the oh. times that that jake and i were together in the same same room like i felt like that was okay uh like there, there obviously wasn't as much energy but there was like some energy to bounce off but i don't know i really felt a lot of challenge in the like the lack of your guys presence like you guys really bring Oh, like I think we all really oh. bring a lot to the table, and when we're missing, it like it, it, it made me difficult. Like like it made it difficult. I was like I no, normally when I'm thinking of stuff to do next, it's like when you guys are doing stuff, and then you guys set stuff up for me to bounce off of, and that was that was really challenging. Not having not having everybody there. I like it when I like it when everybody gets to be here. No. Oh. And I think especially because your guys' characters are, like, kind of the comic relief, but also kind of, the like, the high-energy, uh, like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed kind of characters in in this, you know, dynamic. And so, yeah, because when it's Alan and Radford in the same room, it's, like, Alan, like, feeling the weight of, like, really being a leader for the first time and, like, really, like, being, like, well, we got to be responsible and prepared and, like, all this stuff. And Radford's like, well, I'm gonna do my thing, you know, like. Yeah. That's a pretty good Radford. It's kind of like having, you know, the 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 straight man slapstick comedy duo where it's like mm -hmm. yeah. kind of got the goof and then like the, the serious dude. It's like we had like the two serious dudes. Yeah. And it's like, it was, there was like a weird dynamic and I don't know, didn't figure out how to, how to work that out by the end of the episode. Yeah. I feel like Radford offers some comic relief too, though. Like he's not. But okay. So the thing is, is he does, but it's always in reaction to the other guys. Uh -huh. So so it's like when Fox is acting up and he's like, nope, no, you're not. Get over here. We're going to handle this. <laughs> or, or, you know, and, you know, it's because of that that he gets to react to it and like build on top of it and, and like okay, take that and shine a, shine a comedic light onto it. But in the absence of that, it was really challenging because he's not just like, okay, well... We're gonna have a staring contest, or you know, something. <laughs> yeah. It was a, uh, it was just different. Yeah, yeah. You guys, I, you guys make role playing easy. Oh, we'll put it that way. Well, thank you. I'm, um, I'm glad I can be of assistance. <laughs> don't miss leg day. <laughs> so challenging for me, I think, and I, I talked with Josh and Wash about this uh, when it happened, but um, we've since worked things out, but uh was um that i think it was the first or second episode but we did meet duffin um like zop mm. is a much more charismatic character than i am like kind of capable of playing mm. um 
And so just like negotiating is not some not a skill that I have in real life. And so like <laughs> trying to, to, to think on my feet in that scenario is just very challenging for me mm. because I'm not that person or character. And it's like with with like combat and stuff you don't need to be as strong as your character you know to mm-hmm. to do the thing uh, because it's just like roll to hit and like okay but it's not just oh roll to have interaction with character you know mm-hmm. you, yeah yeah that's the trick with the mental stats intelligence yeah, yeah. wisdom and charisma because sometimes you're playing a character that's wise and you're not or char- charismatic and you're not or even intelligent and you're not I, I, um, it's definitely one of those things where I feel like it's a lot harder to go one way over the other, right? Yeah. Um, though I don't think it's necessarily easier, like, if you consider yourself, you know, one thing or the other, you know, um, naturally good at one of those stats, I still think it's really hard to, like, pretend you're not. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I think um, I think that yeah, all plays into kind of, like, an overarching thing of, like, you know, D&D is supposed to be role-playing and yet um it role-playing is really difficult when it's like something that's not like if an aspect of a character is like not inspired by something about you at all because like i think sometimes it's really easy to like Mm role-play parts of alan where like alan's very analytical and there's a part of me that's very analytical and so i can just like lean into that and make it kind of uh like over the top but then it's like okay cool yeah i'm leaning into that um, but then there's other aspects where it's like, that's not very much like me necessarily, but yeah, when it's like, okay, this character is like a smooth talker, you know, gonna like barter for this thing. And it's like, uh, like I, how, how, <laughs> yeah. um, yeah, that's tough. And I think that that like kind of goes into like the improv skills that are kind yeah. of like a big part of D and D, especially D and D for an audience like we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just super interesting. It's so difficult. Like in it and it's it's kind of fun also to go outside your comfort zone and do stuff like that. It but is. it's like very intentional. Like it's Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I it, it's it's a good challenge and it helps me think in ways I don't usually think, but just mm-hmm. like in that moment it was it was it was challenging. Yeah, for sure. I do I do yeah. remember um in the moment when it was like yeah. I'm gonna give it you for this price and then oh, your yeah, character yeah. was like, No you won't and it's like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just funny. Um I think for me slash Owlin um for Owlin it was like uh the the whole like I'm a leader now aspect, like that he mm. felt the weight of that very heavily um, like being kind of burdened with making the decisions and um, being in charge of like how prepared they needed to be. And um, that that that's like a heavy weight. And I don't think even after all of this, I don't think he feels as though he's earned it or that he's comfortable with it yet. Um, because, you know, in a large way, like in an overarching way, this was a success, but there was a lot of stumbles along the way. He still feels pretty bad about being too late to get to Bumblefoot when she was mm. alive. And he also um, feels pretty, pretty bad about falling for the trick of the um, the supposed acolyte of. Uh, yeah. Uh, was it? It's not Zanir. Um, yeah, Zanir. Yeah, um, it was Zanir. Yeah. Uh, and not asking any questions and just going 
go, you know, just going along with it and then, um, you know, getting into that falling from a cliff fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, he's trying to take those lessons and learn from them, like as, as like a, you know, an analytical person should and would, um, but yeah. he's still not feeling fully comfortable with that leadership um, aspect. And I think that that growing fully into that might be still like his next step um, in the next arc. But as far as me goes, there was just that funny thing at the end where I forgot that Alan knew that <laughs> um, Jeb was alive <laughs> and OK. Um, so it was just funny for me to be like, oh, this like this thing that I was thinking about the whole time. Um, wasn't true, but I think it still it still played into the role play pretty well. But there are funny things that, like, if you think about, like Alan saying this really vague thing about his friends being gone, <laughs> you're like, wait, wait, he knows that they're fine. Um, but <laughs> it is what it is. Like, it's fine. But those those are probably my things. Repressed thoughts. He had a lot on his mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah totally, totally, totally. Um. So yeah, what what speaking of like where our characters are and stuff, what journeys do you guys feel like your characters are on right now? And even if it's a character that maybe you won't be revisiting right away again, what do you feel like that arc was um, hmm. generally in this arc? So because obviously Zopf and Riley, you know, this was kind of their whole whole yeah. Let me beginning, pull up that, here. that story circle again uh, to refresh. Um, I I think for Riley. It was very, a very simple idea of this is her chance to, like, go out and explore a bit, you know? Just, you know, mm -hmm. be adventurous. Join a crusade. It's going to be fun. And, uh, you know, things getting a little bit more serious at the end there. And I, I'm not sure if she fully... Uh, internalize that I'm, I'm I, I still think she's part of that like well that was interesting mm -hmm. um without fully thinking about the gravity of what she got herself involved with uh up until the very end there uh where it all kind of just smacked her in the face like you can't run away from this they've seen your face you will forever be running for your life until this is solved. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. like, hmm. Gabe adventuring the old college yeah. try and it just didn't pan out the way you thought it would. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I think for, for Zop, you know, um, this whole arc kind of felt like its own complete circle. Um, but obviously there's, there's a bigger one. You like can make the case for, for the larger one at play. Um, but yeah, like, you know, him and Riley were comfortable in their village. Um, then they're sent by Andromeda on this, this quest to help out. Um, so that's like sort of their their need or desire. Um, so they go on this, this journey um, and they like complete the mission of, of save, well, relatively of saving due quotes. Uh, and getting the materials needed and then returning back and sort of changing their worldview and world about it um because he now has this new employment and he's got to learn a new city um and so he's sort of like adapting to this new situation he's been put in because like 
they were just at their village and then all of a sudden this like world altering event stuff is happening so mm -hmm. it was like very very drastic in their eyes I think for Radford um, he hasn't had much story circle movement uh, because this has kind of been like the thing he needs is Owlin and Owlin mm -hmm. can't help him until Owlin's thing is done first so his he, he's kind of stuck in phase two of needing something and there's been a little bit of a something that I've been having to learn um, with Radford is how to play a not primary character. You know, someone who is not one of the one of the founders like we how how did we play over a year as the original characters before everybody so. kind of split up a game? And then all of a sudden I have to swap to a character that is a, like on the payroll, you yeah, know, is, is not a leader. And uh, there was like times where I feel like I got a little a little bossy, not in a bad way, but just like in a Jeb way, because, you know, he had the right to kind of chip in. Mm -hmm. um, and so so transitioning from that into a supporting role. Uh, has was like a little bit of a challenge but that's kind of like what Rat, where radford has been this this whole arc is just ensuring the success of this mission so that Owl, owlin will still come and help him with mm. what he needs yeah no i i definitely relate to that definitely when when zothkug died that was like a what now for me like well what does this mean for for me in this campaign obviously yeah. I, like i have characters i can play but i think it just none of no matter who i play like it just won't be the same like i'll kind of mm -hmm. be like radford where it's just like more of a supporting role and that's not a problem i don't mind taking that role but it'll just definitely be a shift once we go back to like the main campaign yeah. It just happened. Zothkug's Zoth death just happened to fall at like the start of all of this, so it was mm -hmm. like we were all kind of playing new characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but going back will definitely feel feel a little weird. For sure. Yeah, I think I think this arc, in some ways, is its own story. Urkel story. Urkel <laughs> story. Story. Urkel. <laughs> you know. Did I do that? Yeah. Exactly. Did I do that? <laughs> Uh, Al Alan did that. do that uh, for for Alan um, because as far as like you know his quest his like need you know was getting the freeing Do Bumblefoot and um, therefore like having her the things that she needs to bring for the cataclysmic rit ritual um, but also um kind of needing to prove himself as a leader and like needing to um find a way to move on without Jeb in some ways um even the, even if at a certain point in the story if Alan finds out or found out about Jeb still being alive um Jeb isn't there and uh, that's that's right. a first for Alan in the last like year or more um, of storytelling and so crossing the threshold is obviously going on the journey the road of trials like the very first part of that being um like 
being ill prepared for the desert, like literally just setting out in the desert and being like, shoot, we need shelter. We, you know, didn't bring enough supplies, all this stuff. Um, we, yeah, like we, we eventually found what we needed, but after a lot of trials as well, as far as like, Oh, do Bumblefoot's dead. What's the next step? Like, how do we get what we need still? Um, all that stuff paying the price of you know there i think i feel like our characters fought a lot sacrificed a lot of hit points at certain points <laughs> um returning for home sure, for sure returning home obviously at the very end and then yeah. uh the master of both worlds i don't think alan has mastered both worlds yet as no. far as like the order and chaos um yeah because there's still chaos. There's still chaos, and <laughs> Alan is still feeling the chaos internally about like whether or not he is a leader. Um, and I suspect that if there's a point soon where Alan and Jeb reunite, I think that those interactions will be super interesting. Um, as far as Alan more intentionally wanting to learn from Jeb in a lot of ways. Um, mm. So, yeah. so yeah. Um, I thought there was a I thought there was a really cool arc that maybe wasn't intentional, but that I kind of saw under like under the hood a little bit with with Alan operating with the weight of the world on his shoulders alone. Because, mm. you know, Jeb was gone. Zothkug's gone. Fox is gone. Alan is like, I'm not giving up on this because the world depends on it. Yeah. And if no one else is going to do it, I've got to. Yeah. And so like a lot of his stress and a lot of his fumbles and stuff through this whole arc, I kind of saw as like just him doing and pushing the absolute hardest he could under the stress of having all of existence on his shoulders. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's a great interpretation of it and a big part of it. I don't know if I ever specifically viewed it through that lens, but I think it makes a lot of sense. And um, it also is like, you know, Alan knows Radford better than Zopf and Riley, but Alan still doesn't know Radford that much. And so mm -hmm. Alan is without his previous three party members that he like trusts, like, and can, knows yeah. can handle themselves. And um, like, you know, there's a difference uh, when you're in combat or when you're in a survival situation in like with like and I'm not saying this is as though I personally have sure. been in this situation, but in D&D, &D, yeah. um, you know, if we're all playing these characters that we've been playing together for over a year, I or Alan knows that Zoth, Zoth is going to do this sort of thing and Fox is going to do this sort of thing mm -hmm. and Jeb is going to do this sort of thing versus I and Alan have no idea what like Radford and Riley and uh, Zopf are going to do because Alan only knows them on a surface level yet. So I, I mm -hmm. will say to kind of combine both of what you're saying, um, it, it's very much right now. Alan is well without his peers. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and in a professional sense and in a friend sense, right? Like your friends are not there. You're mm -hmm. now working with a group of strangers as their boss. Yeah. This is no longer four guys, ventures and vibes. We're working together as, you know, comrades, as peers and as friends. 
you're now ordering people underneath of you and while they may see you as like a friend or somewhat it's more like a co-worker friend rather than yeah a deep friendship that you've already forged with the others mm. um sorry i, I just no yeah no, you're good now that i feel like sense. i'm kind of like you know mansplaining uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> your own art team, uh, man. Please tell me exactly how my character feels about this. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, I think that like I'm excited about what Alan's interactions once he once he and Fox and Jeb eventually, I assume, oh, reunite. Yeah. Um, and like what that will be like, I'm excited to see, like I, Jake, am excited to see what, what's Fox up to? Like what's Fox, where's, where's Fox's head at? You know what I mean? Like, don't worry about it. What's that all about? I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure everything's perfectly peachy. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. right. (laughs) Well, speaking of there's, there's things that's happening. There's things that's happening. What as far as uh, the future though? What do we? Th- yeah, what do we think ooh. is going to happen next? As far as like uh, ooh. where we're going, the there's kind of a thing to be thought of. Of we need the rod of luck still. Where is that? That's true. We I don't think know. it has something to do with K. You know, you know I, what think. I think. Go ahead. I I think uh, perhaps I want to know what you think. Well, actually, we've talked about this. If I you think all we have. remember, I do. Um, and I believe we actually just need to do something. Josh there has is hinted like, that I, there is a specific yeah. thing that needs to happen, but we have no idea what it is. I, I, I guarantee you, it's like rolling free nat twenties in a row or something. Yeah, something like that, or like um, rolling a nat twenty at disadvantage, like double twenties or something. Yeah. So it, it's got to be like something like that, but on a grander sense, right? Like or on a so, bigger scale, there, there, it has to be somewhere, right? Uh, so w- the way we need to get the rod of luck is uh, Fuzzy Bum, the beaver king, <laughs> Alan, is going to be. I'm going to build him out as a a luck farming, like a, a crit farming paladin, um, <laughs> so that we can just like get into a bunch of bunch of combat and just. Farm those crits out, and uh, there we go. Rod of luck. That is just easy peasy. Four skill checks at every corner. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Just be a halfling with um, take the lucky feet, and then there you go. Be what is it? A divination wizard? A portent Uh, wizard? Oh yeah, yeah, divination wizard because it has the portent thing. Can I uh, roll perception to find the eggs at breakfast? We'll just go and kill a whole no, lot of yet. chickens. He's going to give us a disadvantage eventually because he's going to get so frustrated with us asking these mm. stupid perception oh, checks. And then that's and when we'll do that, it. That in, Yeah, that will give us more rolls, and the more rolls <laughs> equals more chances. See, I big brain! So this kind of big metagaming brain. 
is something that I assume Josh frowns upon. However, um, it's (laughs) there. There was, I was once in a campaign in high school where that kind of stuff was actually smiled upon a little bit, where (laughs) we created a school of, or a, a deity of Gygax. And then we created like a type of cleric around it. It was a homebrew thing where it was all like all of the clerics like skills and things were very metagamey. Um, mm. It was very fun. I like it. Proficiency in a ten foot pole. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, we did uh, like the bit about a character that was playing a cleric of Gygax is that they would like be talking about things like the dice and the character sheets and the stats and the other characters would be mm. like, "What are you on about? Like, what are you talking about?" <laughs> um, but yeah i wonder i wonder if there has to be some sort of lead or like because if the rod of luck isn't uh wait josh in the chat just said statistically the likelihood of deadly encounters increases proportionally to the amount of metagaming so (laughs) it's it's a risk we have to take to get the luck rod cleo it's time (laughs) to go for another caption The the closed captions for that episode is just going to be Josh saying, adding a D6 for the passage of time. Yeah, no. (laughs) Adding a D6 for the passage of time. Who are we, the Flash? Why is time moving so fast? (laughs) No, no, he just starts doing it literally every second. It's from all the perception checks. It's like, yeah, we're just going to hang out an hour and do another perception check. We got 24 hours in a day. What do I see? Well, uh, for every in-game round, I'll be adding a die to go for the passage of time and it's just like so an hour that's out. one two we three run four an five six seven, day day okay in an in initiative so, <laughs> so, so if it if it is a mechanic thing then that's a little weird because that means that we could get to the end of the game without it happening yeah, I, I, I so i i don't right? think it's purely so, a, me- a mechanic thing i think a well, mechanic thing to that point it. what is what is the alternative though because because it, it's like if I remember correctly, he said it was there was like a condition, yeah, or something like, like it was like a, either a lucky person or like a lucky event, like a lucky thing needed to happen, a condition needed. If, so what what would be the alternative? If I, I were like- a super smart DM that had really <laughs> cool plans and thoughts and things, Ooh. I what if it's something to do. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I would make it. It's like, wow, if you're able to get all of the other parts of the cataclysmic ritual together, you're pretty lucky. So here you go. Here's the I mean, that's luck. fair. That's fair. I, I was going to say against all uh, odds. What if it's like percentile? Like every time he's had us do like a percentile roll. Huh. Uh, Not very often. That isn't very that often. Rolls that's back true. Into, that rolls back into mechanics, though. Yeah. And I, I, I think, yeah. think there's a non-mechanics way to get it done because there has to be, right? I think uh, it's something to do with K. Like, it has to be, right? Is K all about luck? Lucky. I feel like K is all about vibes. He, he is, is all about, about vibes, vibes. but you'd be pretty lucky to find him by uh, accident. Exactly. Are, are vibes lucky? Or are... But like he's Outside of the rod of luck, vibes. he's the last avatar we need, so at least the if real we go searching for him... The vibes we felt along the way. <laughs> I mean, we could also just go to a casino and find the luckiest people at a casino. Mm. Yeah, just you yeah, know, and be like, "Hey, do you have them. do you have a rod?" And they'd be like, "Ooh, what are you <laughs> yeah. asking me about?" And yeah, yeah, be, you know, <laughs> you know, Jeb does have a gambling problem that That's we haven't true. touched That's on since true. like the first three, three, and I believe his background is gambler. 
Well, nice. Jeb's gambling problem shows up in funny ways later on, like with the uh, the, the the Minecraft races and stuff. Yeah, but we had to we had to learn about betting, how betting works. <laughs> yeah, it was good Time enough. To roll the dice. If if if, if the lo- rod of luck were to show up it, during any of our games, it probably should have been that one. True, I agree. Um, Minecraft racing. Yeah. What? What? So, speaking of the rod, I don't. Have we even talked about like what the rod will do when we join it all together? Like, is it be powerful? How many pieces are there? Seven. 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 Oh, so it makes a sphere. Well, yeah, but like, whoever's. How do you like? Do for all of us who have attuned to stuff when we put it all together. We're all Are gonna we be still like, attuned. Does someone have to attune to the rod well, itself? We're all gonna go like this, right? What and does we're it gonna do? Be like huh. there was, we're gonna there was launch. Oh, it what was it? Hold Apple on, hold on. I would think you'd probably need to reattune to like the whole thing as a an, an entity. The king of Udral, I'm telling you, had some experience with combining two pieces of the rod of seven parts, but he and said, he was said it was like. Yeah, because it was like cataclysmic, and like the only reason that he survived it was because of his fortitude, and because he was attuned to the um, rod of constitution. Huh. Yeah, like it was huge. Um, huge. huge, huge. But that just makes me wonder, like, because because the rod isn't a part of the cataclysmic. I thought it was ritual, right? Well, that's the whole point is that it's a big part of it, I think. Yeah, I thought it well, was a part of it. I'm pretty sure it's not. Well, then why are we doing we this whole de- thing? Well, we had to debate whether or not we were going to try to go for the spell or we were going to try and go for the rods of seven parts I thought to they were aid both... in fighting against it. Against I thought they the were both needed. I thought we needed both the rod and the pieces of the ritual. The rod, the rod is needed later. to cast the incantation. There we go. For the ritual, it's a it's a component for the ritual. Yeah. Okay. Um, I oh, there's a link to the kind of like a, ritual right there. However, my email doesn't have access. It seems to uh, <laughs> some of the links, so it's like no access. Hid the incantation to the book of exalted deeds on, to on a page only no access can turn to. <laughs> I need to log in. I think in order for it to work, actually. I'm for you to get um, access. I think it'll kind of be like a Guardians of the Galaxy thing where it's like everyone has to like essentially be united and then Are you saying we're all gonna have to dance while holding hands to Yeah, exactly that guy? Yeah. Dance off to save the world. Yep. I mean that's um, that's something. And so it's like we'll all like share the burden of the rod together and whatnot. And whatnot. And whatnot. Yeah. And Who knows what, what else not? is required? Some and assembly requirements. And what? Not. Ah, got him! Got, got him! Man, that really devolved real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, now listen here, smoke toes. <laughs> <laughs> I accidentally lost the agenda and I can't get it back uh, without. Is that you. why you instantly devolved into like. Well, I've got a. I've got. In order to get it back, I've got to open my DMs. Back to the cataclysmic ritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, so we need 
the incantation. Well, the, the Book of Exalted Deeds has the incantation on it. I believe Garlel has that. Uh, da, 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 da. Somebody knows how to forge the Rod of Seven Parts back into a hole long enough to cast the incantation. Also, we've got no access there. So I don't know who that is. Yeah, okay. I even though I've logged in, I still don't have access. That's somebody that's else knows the spell components. So that's do Bumblefoot knows the spell components. Uh which hey, looking forward to hearing Fox's saxophone uh tying yeah. it all together at the end there. Oh yeah. Who would have That's gonna be awesome. Oh hey, hey, I got another question too. A question. question. Um yeah, I got a question. A frozen dragon's tear. Is that a dragon's tear that is frozen, or is that a tear from a frozen <laughs> dragon? <laughs> Who knows? Probably a dragon's tear that's frozen is my guess. No, uh, I, I think it's both. I think it's both. It's probably a tear from Thraxenhow himself. I think it's cubed. Cubed? <laughs> yes. Frozen yeah, dragon's tear, cubed. Frozen? Uh, because a frozen dragon a frozen produces dragon, a frozen dragon tear. Yeah, a, a frozen dragon produces a a frozen dragon tear, which is then frozen. Uh, uh -huh. and I, and you know what? Canonically, it already come out frozen. The same universe as frozen. <laughs> yes. What if what Dude, if Thraxenhow just cries ice instead of water? Well, and how does it saves, cry? Saves time. How does the ice? How how does it drip? I don't know. You'll have to. I don't know. Dragon <laughs> you cry biology. if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. <laughs> this is a this is a mythical world with magic and monsters, Jake. Why is dragon's tears coming out ice? The, the, how the does line? the ice come out? How does it do it? <laughs> What's the deal with frozen dragon tears? What's the hey. deal with dragon <laughs> Hey. Okay. Hey. hey, what's going hey. on? Well, a beep it a bop it a. A beep it a bop. Garlel knows the incantation. I'm looking at my notes. Ooh. So Garlel knows the incantation. Uh, Setonia knows where it must be cast and is the only one who can consecrate the ground. Setonia is with Thraxenhow in Thraxenhow's domain. Correct. Which, yes. Josh, if you're here, by the way. Uh, it would be super cool to have our, um, oh, what was he? It was a Dwegar cleric way back in the underground. It would be cool to have, I forget who it was, like your brother-in-law or friend or something that played that character way back in the day. It would be Which cool character? to have. The, uh, the cleric of Setonia. Oh, it was like was a, a Dwegar cleric. Yeah, that was uh, Steven who played him. Um, Laredith knows the material and somatic components, so we have Laredith. And Kay is the one, is the only one who can perform it. Aha. So we need Kay. So, yeah, really. Hold on. Hold on. So that's four things, but on this one, one, two, three, four, five, there's five. Which one am I missing? Um, did we talk about do? Yes. Oh wait! Wait, who who Do... hid the incantation on the book of Insult exalted deeds? Wasn't that Garlo? Uh, I believe that was Garlo. Okay, but Garlo still needs the book, right? Or do we have? Oh, the book? so do we not have the book of exalted deeds? How we had the book? I'm confused now. We might. We need Josh here for some of this. 
Didn't we get the book in the tower? The Fallen Tower? Fallen maybe, Library? Maybe. Maybe or, Maybe. Or from um, Makar? We need maybe, the... Josh maybe. says we need the Book of Exalted Deeds still. Oh, we don't have it. But who knows the page that it can turn to? No access. Probably Garlow if he knows the incantation. incantation. Well, yeah. are there other avatars? That we haven't mentioned? Probably not. Yeah. Well, there's the one that's like a big moose. Zetonia? Isn't Zetonia in Thraxenhaus domain? Didn't we yeah. figure that one out? Oh, shoot. Yeah, we, we just haven't met that one yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yes. Program. Sawi. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Kay is the only avatar that we don't know about. Like, like location-wise. I love that all of this is just no access for, like, who does what. Even though yeah. I think we're supposed to know who does what. Okay. It's just well, that we're not allowed yeah. to know everything about them. Bear, bear with me. I, I, I gotta use the bathroom. Okay. okay. I will bear with you. I'll, I'll be right as back. As you use the bathroom. Um, the Book of yeah, Exalted so... Deeds is somewhere in Clan Tructa. We know that. That's that's what I mean. Unless Josh is lying, Garl know, Garlo Josh knows the page. The incantation is on. Okay, so Garlo doesn't know the incantation itself, but he knows what page of the Book of Exalted Deeds. Yeah, the incantation is on. This is a very complicated system of. Yeah, why can't just one person do the whole thing? Right? Huh? That actually came up in game. Yeah. They it's were too they were worried for one person to no, have I know. they were fretful. I know. They were they were scared little worry babbies. <sighs> worry babbies. Why are those worry babbies making all the decisions for us, you know? Yeah. Those worry babbies. There's a component that we're missing. The book of Exalted Deeds. No, 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 no. Like the, the components that Dew had. She had no. a vial containing the venom of a spider, a fragment of Loden stone, fro a frozen dragon tear. Is what we still need, but that yeah. is what we can get at Thraxen. Yeah, House we can get domain. that from Thraxen House domain. Yeah, yeah. Depends how how with us Thraxen how is though. Like, is he on our side? Is he trying to stay neutral? Although, if he's, he's harboring, he's avatars, harboring avatars. Thraxen House on our side. I would really. He probably hope. wants to continue living in this plane. Yeah. I hope. We gotta, we gotta just be like Thraxen. How are you doing? <laughs> and then you'll really I like. I feel us. like we'll we'll get murdered on the spot for that. Maybe we should bring Garlo with us. Garlo's well, so already that's there. Th another thing. Garlo's already there. Oh, that's right. We snug smuggled Garlo. We, there. we snuggled yeah. him in there. We snuggled, we like, we snuggled him there with the back. <laughs> we just we gave him some circus peanuts and a diet coke and <laughs> yes. snuck him over there. Snuggled him in. Yeah. Um. We're, I mean, so we need the book and we need K, and then that's like the last two things. And the tier. So I was, I was trying to tier. think a little further ahead, like where the final stand is going to be, because Gaim is kind of like the last free city of Urida, but well, we don't want to, we don't want to bring everybody with us to Thraxenhaus domain because we don't know where the ritual needs to be cast yet. True. Yeah. I think the where the ritual needs to be cast is going to be where we end up pulling everybody to. Yeah. Although I will say, if we could, if it, it is it ends up being in Thraxenhaus domain, that would be great. That's like equivalent to invading Russia in the winter, you know. Mm. True. Yeah. 
But for all we know, As we're going to have to go to Russia in the winter and, you know, do yeah. be, be the ones who encounter terrible terrain and have to get there to do the cataclysmic ritual. And yeah. we're probably going to have to fight Aboliths again. We're probably going to oh, have yeah. to fight Aboliths again. 100%. Mm. Remember that one time where we barely survived doing that? Yeah. We're we going to have... We're going to have an army of robots against us, too, and an army yeah. of tieflings. Yeah. And, yeah. Whoever else the Abolisk could get that we didn't really have any influence on. Goats? Chaosy shadow creatures. Although... Oh, the goat army, yeah. Didn't, didn't, didn't like, Elaine Mollusk have the blueprints for, like, the... Um, Re- reversal device of the abolith like the mind yes. wiping thing it, I think it was a mind shielder yeah. like I don't think it was a reverser yeah I don't remember which which yeah. it was there have been so many times where that... I feel like Elaine is about to turn um, against <laughs> us I don't know if you guys realize how sus- like Alan likes Elaine overall but Alan is has been suspicious <laughs> Since the she day, always shows up at the perfect time. It all began. She always shows up at the perfect time. It's she always shows up right when Aboliths are about to do something. She also uh, has implemented some interesting things when it comes to that. Alan doesn't think lines up with the theology of Oara, but you know, whatever, it's fine. It's just kind of funny that like. How do you guys feel about just just at the end of the last episode, basically having a Lord of the Rings Eagles moment? That was so funny. Oh, no. That was so funny because oh yeah, that was pretty good. Because she showed up and we just flew all the way back and it was like one in one day's time and we were like, why didn't we do this? Did we start it with? What'd you oh no wash? I am not going to say. Oh why? no, I well, I have some information that I don't think you guys do. Why? Uh, be- Are you because- Josh's favorite? Is yeah. That well, there's that. There's that. Hmm. I'm not going to deny it. Interesting. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, but I. So this kind of brings us maybe into the next part of what we might be talking about is that the characters that we're going to be playing in the next arc. Um, I'm going to be playing Jeb, and so I've been learning Jeb things ah. that have been happening in the background, and uh, just reading something in this. I was just like, oh, oh no, that's a little thing. No, just a little thing. I don't know. Just a little diet cooking circus penis thing. Ah, you gotta, uh, you gotta tell us, except you shouldn't, because you need to tell us in character <laughs> when it's time. I mean, I would if Josh wasn't in chat, but he's in chat, so <laughs> I'm gonna be loyal, you know. Yeah, because otherwise we know Josh would never listen back to this. He's that That's kind right, of he guy who would really just like yeah. be the DM Josh, of the thing and then not listen to it when there's a session with well, them. And well, yeah. memory wipe you now. Wash will tell us, or sorry, oh, Wash will tell us. We'll memory wipe you. Then you edit this, then we memory wipe again. Yep. There you go. Done. Um, but yeah, I guess on the topic of, of characters, I'm definitely leaning towards playing uh, Bruiser instead uh-huh. of Zop because I think Zop is just like better. Like, well, this is a kind of better reason, but Zop like, is better with Riley around, and I know Cleo isn't going to. Mm. play Riley in the main campaign like I think sure. the, the sibling dynamic is like much more entertaining than he would be on his own yeah but there's also like in or, story. or at least it would probably take time like to get 
uh, Zop established. Like, yeah. you know, it would take a couple sessions to kind of get the character built up and established on yeah. his own. Yeah, I agree. Um, but that being said, I'm like open to input. And like, if you think I should play Zop over Bruiser or Bruiser over Zop, like all years. But I think I, we need think... to find a necromancer and raise Zothkug up as a zombie, and you could play Zombie Kug. Zombie uh, Zomkug. That'd be pretty funny. Yep, Zomkug. I was sad I lost Zothkug. I know, man. Dude, everybody was sad. Oh, I hate it so much. Man, I, I hate it a lot. Uh, Zoth was our soul. <laughs> yep. He really was the best of us. That wasn't just a bit. He really yeah, was. No, I, I was... <laughs> What, you, you think I can't sit down and figure out what we're talking about and, and add meaningfully to it? I I did. You did. Chat says they almost quit watching after Zoth died. Aww. That's crazy. Who said that? Who said that in chat? I don't have it up. Uh, I don't know. I, I, opprobriums. Okay. Well, um, thank you. Opprobriums. That's Belly. That it's Belly. Oh, it's Belly. <laughs> I forgot. The new name for the next... A month and a half. I appreciate that, Billy. Yeah, that um, was that was big. Yeah. It was I think I think Bruiser will just be a better, more dynamic character to have. At least be like the the main one I play. I don't know if he'd really serve as like a have as much impact as a founder would. But I would say I if you I could want to know more about what Bruiser is like as a person as opposed to just the fact that Bruiser knows people. Like it's like I feel like in that first arc where he was there it was like the bit was well Bruiser knows a guy. And it's like yeah. that's cool, but I don't know anything else about Bruiser. Like I know nothing else yeah. about Bruiser. We didn't really get the sort of character development in that arc. It was just like heist. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was all like in most any, heist movies yeah. yeah if there was any character <laughs> development it had to be within the way that your character like spoke or interacted within that and you had to be very like um i'm gonna be really intentional about when my character speaks it like shows things about mm -hmm. them you know yeah um but yeah i think learning more about bruiser would be great and like seeing so, what, what makes him tick is is that is that the character you're going to be playing then? I'm, I'm leaning towards that. Um, as I okay. told, told the other two, um, that I think Zoff like works better as like the duo with Riley, like their dynamic is just better together than they would be separated. Right. Um, yeah, and so playing Zoff like alone, I just, I just don't think it would be as good. Plus like in story, you know, he wants to be the record keeper. So, um, it would make sense for him to like stay back in time and and work on that sort of paperwork stuff. Fair enough. It also um, would be handy to not have another Za character. I think for <laughs> yeah. long term, as far as like being in our vo constant vocabulary, as opposed to um, Bruiser, which is only confusing with Gunner. But I'm not going to be playing Gunner, so it's fine. <laughs> Although Bruiser Gunner dynamic is also really funny. Pretty good. Well, it was just funny because they're both kind of interchangeable as far as the general vibe of them. Yeah. And I think in some ways they both were just so different, but like Gunner's character specifically looked like a bruiser. 
<laughs> like yeah. visually. So it was yeah. easy to be like bruiser, uh, gunner, uh, bruiser. You know, yeah. like no, I get you. It's funny. Um, at the end of last session, when Josh was telling me to pick which character, like, like start thinking about that, I'm like, I think I'll do bruiser. So I level. I was like going through my character list of characters in D and D Beyond. I'm like, wait, where is he? I wrote, uh, I forgot that bruiser was just the nickname because um, I was looking for bruiser. But what's his real name? It's like Ferdinand. <laughs> he said it. I think he said it like once or twice. But that's hilarious really because it's like literally like Archduke. Ferdinand, yeah, but, but slightly <laughs> different. No, Cleo's right in the first name. I don't even think the second name came up. That's hilarious. I don't remember Bruiser ever talking about and being called Ferdinand or real name Ferdinand. I think it was. I think I intro like the first time I introduced, like went through the character intros uh-huh. in the stream. I probably mm. said it. I, I remember it because uh, I think during when we uh, not even during like an intro or anything. I think it was when we were talking about creating the character. Oh, uh, yeah, because so we did like a live session zero, I think, for that stuff mm. because of all the new mechanics as well. But yeah, um, some fun things. Uh, you know, he's there's a lot to learn about him, so we get to yeah. go through that whole well, like great. character discovery process. That'll be great. I'm excited about that. He does have a backstory and like a, a, a reason why he's called Bruiser. That's good. That's very good. What's it's uh, good to have a backstory? Yeah, it's true. What do we? What do we? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm bad at being like the guy who's supposed to guide us through. The, the, Dude, I, the I can tell you're like I'm the railroad. I'm so <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm the way that the stream this. is on your shoulders, I'm, Alan. Ah, um. But, I, I, I'm just teasing. I know. I, I jo- like, Josh like me... asks people questions as like a part of his job. Like he has to do like interview questions and stuff. I'm always just the guy who sets up the camera and the lighting stuff. So I just get to <laughs> sit there and watch the monitor um, while someone else asks the questions. So I'm not mm. good at guiding conversation like this. But what well, do we think? You to guide us. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stop. I'll, I won't even speak again. No. Um, <laughs> as far as like what our characters are doing next um there's obviously like a huge approaching army towards thraxen domain um what what how are we gonna get there <laughs> like what's that you gonna know, be like we're gonna uh, take a dragon and it's gonna take one day there you yeah. go i think in a uh show of respect to uh, recent events, um, I think we should develop uh, magical nukes. There we go. <laughs> um, and then we can have like a mental crisis about what we've done uh, um, before we give that power to uh, the people we work with, uh, work for. And then, you know, we're like maybe we shouldn't have done that, but then it's too late. And I'm referencing Oppenheimer. No, wait, <laughs> really? Tell me. To, yeah, well, are you sure? It was so hard. I, you know, okay. You know, there's going to be one clueless person's like, man, he's going on this weird bit right now. I have no <laughs> idea where it's going. Well, alternately, um, I think that we should kind of think about how the fact that, you know, in our, our characters live in our own little world um, where... 
uh, <laughs> women are in charge um, <laughs> and they have all the positions of power in the world and men are mostly kind of items to be like side by side mm. with them. While um, Thraxenhaus' oh. domain is its own other world where men are in charge. And maybe we should think about like what we could learn from both societies and how uh, sometimes power structures really do harm everyone involved, you know? Yeah. Down with the Patriots. The real power structures were the friends we made along the exactly, way. Exactly, yes. True. That's Barbie, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> in, oh, in is that what that yeah, is? That one oh, was okay, about Barbie. okay, okay, okay. So, so yeah. Maybe we do both. Maybe we do both in the same day, in the same weekend. We go watch both. Yeah. yeah. I, oh, I, I, I am Zopnuff. Oh, we roleplay both. We, we do uh, both. <laughs> wow. Um, I'm sorry yeah. to derail. I forgot to derail no. that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I'm trying to railroad. You're trying to derail road. You know. <laughs> and then you try to rail. I'm trying to derail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, you know. Railroad and rail are two different things. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, how do we how, do we try to sneak through? Are we like because Josh, of course, put it in the chat that um, suddenly dragon elves aren't very good in the cold because you know, yeah, it's really uh, situational yeah. there. Yeah, mm. what an odd thing to say right all of a sudden. No, it, it, the thing is, it's not uh, cold or anything. It's if we're going to start something, we can't take them. Like, mm. they can't go to start something. They can only help you get out at the end. Uh, I gotcha. They're the shortcut out of the dungeon. Yeah. 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 Makes They're sense. allergic to helping you start your journey. Mm. We already burnt up all of our Dragonel energy, and they need to recharge. Yeah. For it sure. It should be like that sometimes, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, do think time. it's funny that like for a long time that has been well no I've like just it's like a staple of game design it's like the idea of you get it, it takes forever to get somewhere and then in Skyrim when you find the treasure room of course there's an exit right out to the surface of yeah. the dungeon yeah. or in I remember playing the first Destiny that would always happen where you do a whole mission and then you finish the mission and then suddenly your ghost is able to teleport you out of there you're like why didn't yep. you teleport mm -hmm. me in there <laughs> Like, um, the real questions yeah, right. are the friends we made along the way. Yes. <laughs> okay, here's the thing, Josh. I see that you're saying a frozen dragon's domain would be too cold for them. How does the dragon fly? <laughs> huh? he's, not a drag he's not a dragon elf. <laughs> um, I bet he's asking the real I bet questions. he's got frozen dragon elves in there that can help out. I think we need to trade in our trade in our dragon L's for dragon W's. Am I right? Yes. Got him. Got him. Got him. Got him. Got him. Got him. Thank you. Appreciate it. What even that is was, a dragon? Uh, for waiters and waiters. What like what? I, just, I I don't even know like. What what is a dragon L? Is it's it like a dragon, but it's a little dragon. So it's dragon L. Oh, I know. Okay. Is that it? Is that pretty much e -L -L -E. it? E L L E. Dragon lit. Yeah, it's dragon light. <laughs> <laughs> the worst Linux distro. <laughs> when you when you don't want like all of the complicatedness of a dragon, but you still need like just a little dragon, dragon light. Oh. Uh, dragon yeah. zero sugar. You have to pay yeah. to unlock dragons. Diet dragon. Dragon, L dragon lights are free. Dragon light is the demo. Yeah. 
Diet Dragon and Circus Peanuts. Yes. So they're basically smaller dragons that can be mounts. Are we okay, guys? No. <laughs> We're, we've devolved into chaos without Josh. I just I, I just didn't really know that what dragon... Because this whole time there's been dragon elves. And I've been like... I've just been assuming that they're smaller dragons. And that basically mm. is true, but they're just kind of like simpler. Yeah. I yeah. guess. Yeah, but like not, I thought, not intelligent dragons. I, yeah, I thought that maybe they were um, baby dragons, but they're not. They're just a whole separate thing. Yeah. No, those would be wormlings, but they would still be considered dragons. Oh. Uh, you know, yeah. I guess they're just yeah. That's huh. the thing. I mean, I guess Radford's technically you know a dragon born, so that would be like a dragon that's not a dragon. So he's like another side dragon thing. Yeah. yeah. I need to I need to learn more about like Forgotten Realms lore where it's like I don't when like, we, where did Dragon Dwarns come from? When we finish this camp like when we uh, save the oh. this plane, you know, our next order of business is to research dragons and all about them. Yeah. When when a mommy dragon board and a daddy dragon <laughs> yeah. love each other very where much. Where do dragonborns come from? <laughs> they give each uh. other a special hug. <laughs> oh, that's that's very sweet. That's very nice. Mm-hmm. Now I know. Now you know. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> now you know. Not a problem, kiddo. <laughs> oh, Radford teaching sex ed would be really funny. Oh, that's a sketch right there. So let me tell you about the eggs. <laughs> you guys sit on them for a long time. <laughs> I. We really went off the rails. I'm just <laughs> gonna put that. And we out. still I mean, have 40 minutes to kill. Uh, uh, um, are you guys all? It's me. I'm 40 minutes. Please, please do it now. Are Are we leveled up? Do we know uh, we're we should be level? I'm 11, leveled I up. Level up. You say 11, 20, level 20. We should be yeah, level, level 20. 20. Level 20. Yeah. Oh right. dang! Hold on. I gotta go nine more levels. Yeah, me too. <laughs> all right, everybody. Level all right. 20. Well, let's Cannon. do it. It was set at the table. It's now canon. Canon. Glad we got that one sorted out. Ooh. Yeah. Josh suggests that the recap, as far as like workshopping what Radford's gonna gonna say about the the previous arc, could be a good way to use the next forty minutes if we want. Which is fair. Oh. Yeah. Depends on how ready, I know. I know that that's a lot on cords? on Wash. Flush? So I, it depends yeah. on how Wash is feeling. Uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's him warming up his vocal cords or. Uh, him, like yeah, I do this every eye. day. Oh no! <laughs> I just every Monday when I'm trying to uh, play Radford. I forgot that uh, the way that I'm capturing Discord, so I just showed a bunch of like nice downloads my, folder there, dude. Yeah, my my Dropbox <laughs> folder. I don't even know what I was grabbing. I was gonna get my character sheet. Not anymore. Not well, now anymore. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna. No, no, I'm not gonna. They call me I, gonna. Because you get it, he's like, get, get it? Y'all, that re, that that little mini arc, the heist arc was so fun. Yeah, yeah it was. There was so much cool stuff in that arc. It was, it was fun to do something unique from the rest of the campaign to like, as like almost like a palate cleanser, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh's art and music, well, uh, the music was from like our list or whatever. And the, sorry, 
that not just give Josh all the credit for that, but the art that like Julia did and the music Josh mm-hmm. found and all the AI art and all that stuff and all the overlays <laughs> really came together, really came together to give it its own specific vibe. Also, Josh, yes, yep. we want a preview of the future. Tell us, tell uh, us what you want future. to tell. Give us your premonitions. I'm ready. He's like, cataclysmic ritual happens and you die. Because oh, you didn't get it. the rod of luck because you didn't roll 40 we cata- in a we, row. We cataclysmized our own selves. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Goddess. Goddess, catch them all? So he, here's what we need to do. Here's what we need to do. We need to put spiky tires on the cypher truck. Yes. And okay. ride up one of the columns that goes like st- like the lollipop column that goes straight right. up into space yes and yep. find that circle of red wizards and save the day and beat like, them up. that's that's where the cataclysmic ritual needs to be done is up on top of one of those spires we just need to do that i have one last hurrah heist coming up for you a one shot to extract the book of exalted deeds from Clan Tructa's occupied holdings for Gunner and Bruiser. Let's go, Gunner Whoa. and Bruiser. One shot. Hey, I love yo, buddy that. cop. Buddy you cop. You heard it here first. I love that. That's awesome. Is that, a, is that buddy cop? I feel yes. like that's buddy crime. Yeah, I think it's a buddy crime, actually. <laughs> You're right, buddy crime. <laughs> <laughs> buddy crime time. Yeah, we're cops. We're, we're here for the law. We're here to protect the law. <laughs> It'll be a back and forth B plot. Fox and Jeb getting Fox attuned to the rod of charisma. Next Next Monday night uh, on TBS. Monday, Monday, Monday. No, next Monday is another tavern talk because Josh is still out of town. The rod of cha, cha. The wowed, wow, wowed, the wowed, the wowed. Get ready to be wowed, everybody. Did the wowed, wowed, wowed of seven (laughs) pouts. Seven pouts. Because <laughs> he didn't get our circus peanuts and diet coke. <laughs> oh wow, to seven pouts. So uh, speaking of saying things pouts. stupidly, there's a Taylor Swift song where like one of the lyrics is "You play stupid games, you win stupid prizes." You guys know that song? You know what I'm talking about? No. No. Oh, okay. Never. Well, I'm not a Swiftie. I Dang. I'm I'm becoming one. Uh but, oh. Yes. Have you gone to a concert? No, they're too expensive. They're so expensive. They but are so expensive. If, if 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 there's another tour, I would say like after this current one, I think Caitlin and I might go to one because it would be really fun. Um, Is and now Caitlin we're, a uh, Swifty? Yes. Uh, and we're I've both, heard they're good concerts though. I've seen clips. Yeah, she seemed all this to say. All this to say. <laughs> I have a funny way of singing that whenever that song plays, which is. Uh, you pay super game, you win super prizes. Anyway, that's nice. my. That's that. I'm gonna clip that. Uh, everybody, like Belly, can you clip that for me and and uh, you know get it out there for the masses? Josh see. speaks truth when he says one of his favorite Wing Badger gaming bits is me saying, "You guys know about blank," and no one else knowing about it. <laughs> and then the rest of my joke doesn't make sense to you guys because you don't know about it. Wait, you gotta explain that, it. Is that? Has that happened enough? Oh, yeah, that's that pretty frequent. Well, because I'll be like, oh, you guys know about this thing, this thing. And then everyone will be like, I've no. done that. I've done that bit, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I'm like, yeah, you know, like, blah. And nobody's just like, Cleo, what are you 
talking about right now i'm like none of us knew about jury uh, nullification until you started talking about it <laughs> now we know everything hey. about it thanks you're right wait josh isn't here to stop it <laughs> jury nullification. we got 35 this, minutes go this is what you need to know <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't think i can stretch that into 35 minutes Sorry, oh i, I don't, think you could i don't have i the, think you uh, could materials in front of me to like properly stretch it i can improperly stretch it out but i don't think anybody it's going to become very unentertaining very people quick. have I'm called me improperly to... stretched cleo just reads the wiki <laughs> yeah well I, i'm just saying jury nullification is a way in which the common man in 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 the in the, uh, a jury uh can impose their opinion of, of the law and how it should be executed uh, and or whether or not it should exist um in and and you know it's civil disobedience in a way uh but by by doing so um by knowing about it knowing that it's a possibility uh you you potentially disqualify yourself they actually ask you when you go on, when you get on a jury they'll ask you a bunch of probing questions to make sure that you won't uh, either on purpose or accidentally commit jury nullification. Um, mm. They'll ask. Have you questions. ever been on a jury? I have not. Uh, but if I probably won't ever be, because <laughs> uh, they'll ask questions like, "Would you ever let faith decide, uh, make decisions for you, or things like that?" Um, or you know, basically anything where you would make a decision based off of your own personal beliefs and or opinions as rather opposed than to the, the evidence. law or the evidence interesting Correct. so they'll ask like a bunch of pointed and try to dance around it but like if you answer yes to any of those then it proves that you're a liability on the jury for you know uh i guess the prosecution uh i guess for whatever side doesn't want you to listen to the <laughs> that wants you to listen to the evidence um but yeah no it's uh it's a thing um wow what a to, quick I've been for jury duty twice i will say to knowingly dodge those questions with the intent to commit jury nullification <laughs> is illegal so if you lie on the questionnaire and then commit jury nullification right like if you basically say i would never do that and then you proceed to then do that uh then yeah that that's big illegal big mm. bad don't, don't do perjure that. yourself don't perjure yourself don't yeah. do it here at wing badger gaming we're firmly against perjuring yourself we're, we're all about <laughs> jury nullification as long as you can do so legally which is almost <laughs> never because you can't knowingly do it uh, <laughs> wow what a quick 35 minutes Cleo, i'm just you saying know. see you really stretched that out well, but you see how like jury nullification exists as a tool and the government went out of their way to make sure that tool was inaccessible the whole point of jury nullification is for the common man to be able to give their opinion on the law in which they are being they're judging upon right um say somebody it's giving, like, it's giving a member of the jury a similar amount of power as the judge it, basically give it well that's because that's what they are in that moment right that's what a jury is mm -hmm. they have, otherwise you would just leave it up to the judge yeah exactly so and 
do you give a historical context like some of the earlier um <laughs> ways of using this was during um the lead up to the civil war right um where you know somebody would get and you would see this on both sides where uh somebody got caught you know with lynching and the people in the south would be like yeah i see nothing wrong with this and even though technically it was illegal for him to have committed the act he wouldn't be found guilty and thus would get away with it because the people on the jury nullified the law by just not giving him the guilty verdict on purpose or the opposite you know um happening where they would uh say like hey this is a runaway slave that needs to be returned to the south and the people up north would on the jury would be like yeah i don't know that evidence sounds flimsy to me uh i i think he actually deserves to be you know a human and a free person so uh so they would nullify you, the law at that point and they would nullify and the would, law yeah. because it was like in a lot of the north it was still technically illegal to harbor you know a runaway slave and whatnot but oh, if you fbi is calling you quiet <laughs> no, right? stop, <laughs> stop educating Wrap the people They're coming but th that's like a historical context of how it was used uh but you, obviously these days they don't want you doing that willy-nilly um and now it exists in urida it's like and, canon yeah yeah we even have that we haven't had a trial the next arc is entirely going to be a legal thriller it's all legal actually. yeah it's it's yeah. uh <laughs> The trials don't happen until after the war is over. We know <laughs> this is true, on, guys. <laughs> I, I've never played that game, but what is that game? Uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, Phoenix Wright. Right. Ace yeah. Attorney. Phoenix Wright. Yeah. What is that? Phoenix Objection. Wright. Ace Attorney. It's like uh, a really good game. Legal drama. The game. There's multiple. Yeah, it's of like them, a right? legal RPG kind yeah. of oh, interesting. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> I've heard it's, it's great. Really actually, good. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's it's really good. Um, interesting. It, it's it's quite funny. He's a um, character in Marvel vs. Capcom, which is where I first heard of him. And in Marvel vs. Capcom funny. 3, uh, there's like a really fun, cool like opening cutscene um, on the console version, at least. And it's really funny because it's Phoenix Wright versus Deadpool in the opening cutscene. And, oh, cool. and it's in a big like courtroom and Phoenix Wright is just like doing his classic pose where he's pointing at Deadpool and Deadpool is surfing on a, like surfing in the air on a surfboard that says objection on it. And Deadpool's <laughs> just like shooting at him with machine guns. It's crazy. Action. Amazing. I How will many say, times is Marvel uh, and Capcom gonna fight each other? Jeez. You at know, you least think after four. Three I would say there's been four. <laughs> <laughs> At least four times. Oh, Marvel and Capcom, you so silly. Um, Excuse me. They make good games. Back on topic of the stream. <laughs> <laughs> you encouraged me, okay? That, yeah, that you you railroad us now, trailer tra trailer trailer. <laughs> <laughs> That's no, the new character are, Trevor's going to be playing. Uh, trailers get led by the train. Hey, <laughs> okay. I just. I just brought up during notification. That wasn't an invitation for Cleo to go off about it. Somebody you literally me said you have 35 minutes to kill. Go for that it. That was wash. That was wash. I, I, the, whoa. I can be, I plead the fifth abound. so that I don't incriminate myself. <laughs> A lot of gaslighting going around. Is there any gatekeeping or girl bossing? A lot of, lot of gas lamping going around. <laughs> gas lamping. <laughs> Be sure to replace the oil in your gas lamps, everyone, you know? Or the gas in your gas lamp. 
Or the gas you is going to get you. oil lamps. Watch out for big gas. <laughs> Watch big out gas for is it. Gonna get you. <laughs> Guys, you know what I discovered recently? This is completely off topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> we never got back off topic. <laughs> I'm, sure I, I'm sure we don't know what it is. <laughs> I discovered <laughs> that if I put my phone on the top, like on the top edge, like you know how, okay, so like I have like a bathtub shower. And if I okay. put it at like the top edge of, of the bathtub of course I know that. Um, thing, like like a like high up above, and I set it there. Okay, it won't get wet. So like <laughs> the shower's going, and it won't get wet. So I can like turn on a YouTube video head. or music while are I shower. You, wait, are you are you telling me you I, discovered? You, I discovered three that, like, dimensions. I discovered that <laughs> the first time, like a week ago. Who would have thought Just, that if you put an object above the water source, that it wouldn't <laughs> get wet from said water source? Just, I mean, just wait till he finds out about humidity and water vapor and water. I, I will say it's not necessarily <laughs> true for me because I, I have very long hair, and one of the common things I'll do in the shower is I'll be like brushing my hair, and then like I'll go like this with a brush. Yeah, and it, and you, you see how high I'm going, and, and and of course it's gonna flick eventually. Yeah, and it is. I, I hit the ceiling yeah. with that. What? What? So. Yeah. Anyways, anyway, I discovered back that on topic. Yeah. Bad. Cool. <laughs> Hashtag shower YouTube. <laughs> just realized. I like how we're like struggling to stay on topic. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Very important, guys. <laughs> I discovered I could watch YouTube or listen to music in the shower. Groundbreaking information. <laughs> it is. Like, is this? I mean, is this what we've we also come have to, to recognize <laughs> yes. that, that Jake is like six foot ten, so that's you know true. that's like a big deal. No, so that's it's like worse. eye level with you. That's worse. It's eye level with him. He should have known this I so just much sooner. I just never thought about it until very recently. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was the top of his shower was beneath him. He just didn't think about it. <laughs> it was too far down for him to to be bothered oh. with. Okay, okay, back. Back to the topic. Okay. What Back topic? to shower nullification. Topic? Shower nullification. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the uh, world of people... Message brought... The topic this message is brought Radford doing Bath. the recap of the last arc. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. How about this? We'll, we'll do this I got like, sand um... in my scales. I kicked a lot of things, and, the... and you died. The end. Sorry, I, I was actually about to say let's just let's just throw it out there and see how you do with no prompt, no like. So there I was, standing on the edge of a desert, with nothing but my booze and my bedroll, and the world out in front of me, and then it all went to heck in a handbasket. That's all I got. Nice. That's a good start. I mean, we did immediately leave into a sandstorm that buried us, like, a very lethal sandstorm if it wasn't for our quick thinking. Uh, That's because we're so good. Yeah, we're so good. We're so, we're good. so good. We're so good. We're so good. We're so good. Okay. That's what can I say? So, so good. We bum, got bum, you. Bum, we got buried in sand. I'm... Josh, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm not. Okay, so we left. 
got da-da. buried in sand, went out into the desert. Keep going. We met this trader. He was sunburned. We figured out that Zomp was not as charismatically good at negotiations as he thought he was. Uh, we, we, we then went past that, uh, we, we had like a weird scorpion giant eagle moment. Uh, it was all good though. We didn't get hurt. And then we made it to this town, which was, it was a weird town because people kind of just built it up as it went. So it's kind of like a maze in there and there's some nice people there. A guy got, uh, defenestrated, I believe is the word, the technical term. Oh. Thrown, thrown through a window, yeah. That's yeah. that's the correct term, actually. Yeah, defenestration. Yep. Uh, we, defenestration was witnessed. Uh, we never followed up on that. No, we had uh, stuff to do. We had stuff to do. <laughs> we were but too busy. We couldn't be bothered. I, I thought it got brought up, like, later. Like, somebody mentioned, like, yeah. But, like, nobody died or anything. And I'm like, did, did we just ignore the guy who got defenestrated and died? Like... But we have anyway, no time. We're doing things. We don't have time for a murder case. And the world is more important. Later on, somebody brought up that like no death was witnessed, and I, there was death that was witnessed, and we just forgot about it. So I'm reminding. Well, anyway, I will just want to say that I am become death destroyer, <laughs> destroyer of worlds. worlds. <laughs> Sorry. Get the hell out of here, Anyways. <laughs> uh, so. We, we stayed at this town, we gathered some information, uh, like, you know, library good. Uh, and <laughs> after that, Dr. Dewey. we decided not to hire a guide against, uh, I think, my better judgment, both in character and out of character. I, I didn't see why well, you initially. weren't there. We didn't hire you? a guide because they didn't want to go past um, the forest. Yeah, or go so hire a guide to the forest. You were, you were. We didn't need that were, though. We needed one for the oh, forest. Oh, I had sun poisoning. Oh, you got, I'm right. so sick. I'm staying in the in the. I'm end. just oh, saying. No, I can't do anything <laughs> <Shut> this <up>. session. <laughs> oh, no, I wish I could have an input on what we did for this I'm session sorry. that I'm not here for. Oh, dang it! I'm saying. That they're not mutually exclusive. Having information and a guide, because having a guide with information is just argue like one hundred percent better. <laughs> it's just better. Anyway, <laughs> past that, uh, we go out, uh, ventured into the woods. I don't think anything the too crazy rusty happened. Jungle. Yeah, the woods. Uh, and it was all crazy. the jungle, was not happening. the woods. Get it You're right. right. I, we went like, out into the jungle. We heard trains and dog whistles. Yeah, but we like nothing crazy happened until we got clapping hands. past the the one mountain, right? And then we got into like, we're getting closer to the the uh, the geyser. Uh, geyser, I hardly know where. Didn't we jump off jungle. of that mountain to get to the, the jungle? <laughs> no. Jake. <laughs> we did not jump off the mountain. I thought we did. We climbed down. And so once we got down there, then we made like some strange creature 
that didn't speak to us basically showed us a police badge and we just believed him. Hey, yeah. uh, Alan still feels bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> a police officer walks up to you and a raggedy police uniform shows you uh, an old police badge. And you're like, this seems trustworthy. Doesn't speak, by the way. This does not speak. He was he was yeah, motioning he as if he was motioning as if. Well, no, yeah, he did speak like two words. Yeah, he, he, spoke, he was like uh, yeah, he spoke like two words. Okay, he's just not used to speaking. He's like yeah. me, cop. It's it's the didn't badge. speak version of speaking, right? Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. So yeah, it's he said no words, but words came out while mm. they were getting abducted. Um, like children being abducted by the candy van. Um, I was busy healing one of the Tinkali. I I was the one healing it. Yeah, but we were both there. We were both there. You're right. Uh, And and then the Tinkali was like, yo, watch out for this shady guy wearing a police uniform showing this badge. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I have to explain that because it's pretty obvious it's not trustworthy. I would like... I would like to point out that this very easily could have been the two wheatlings go off to the scorpion dude and then the exactly. scorpion dude end up being bad exactly. and then the, the, the prophet of Zanir is like no you gotta be careful about the scorpion the dudes whole out thing, here the whole thing was a reversal of expectations the whole thing was a reverse so really on the surface Alan was correct on the surface. <laughs> oh no! Based on what we knew, you can't. You weren't correct. I would like and to use an ocean. No. <laughs> How many oceans do you have, Jake? I have at least three. I'm oh. gonna spend one on going back in time and explaining to everyone that Alan is doing his best. <laughs> Definitely take Katie's from Stranger Guys. So yes. anyway, Tinkali turned out to be a real bro, and the the sketchy police officer person turned out to want to commit suicide with you. But he wouldn't actually die, but you would. So that's Never how we ended up, up falling down inside of a geyser was because he bear hugged one of us and threw us down into it. And then we had well, to yeah, go after he's, him. He's, he's trying to get sacrifices for the portal or not the part, the, the ritual, whatever sigil thing. Blood for the blood. Uh, Abolith. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> Trying to yeah, create so, more undead, all that stuff. It was it yeah. was a time. It almost it was like a time. oh, all of the undead were like low key adventurers, like low level adventurers. Almost like <laughs> you lo- know, yo, low key. Those zombies yeah. were adventurers. It did, you know, it's almost like they were a bunch of naive people. We freed their souls. Who would believe in a sketchy uniform and a fake police badge? Well, good thing, Alan. All along, didn't believe him. He was just uh, springing the trap. Is this part of your oceans? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is part of your oceans. Alan figured out the plan and decided to execute on yeah. uh, killing Seth. Because he knew man. he knew overall that the fall and everything would actually work out perfect, as it has in the past. <laughs> Free space. Cleo can't make it that night. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, I, I like Josh's other edition, which is Josh is confronted with the word Brazier. Okay, that that was, that was really funny. good. 
Uh, so anyway, yeah, to get to the point, we fall down into Brazier. the pit, uh, face him undead. Uh, my character holds him off. Uh, I am missing for a, uh, hey, a did thing. you just call it Brazier? No, I, I should it. I should it. Brazier. Uh, tell me, Brazier? tell me what you guys did while I was fighting the undead. Yeah, so we walked through the, the cave tunnel. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, sorry, Cleo, let's back up a little bit. You mean okay. to tell me that these things that you have opinions on, you didn't, you didn't catch up? You didn't watch? Interesting. <laughs> okay. Listen. Huh. Huh. Interesting that you have opinions about, like, oh, we should have done this, we should have done that. Oh, man, so-and-so should have really stepped up here. But I watched the one and was dying. I watched the one where you guys were preparing and was dying at the whole time. You were like, "No, we don't need a guide. We got a map." I'm like, "A guide is supposed to help you understand the map," and I couldn't do anything because I was editing that one. But no, I, I I did not. I I did. I listened to it for I think like a little bit, but I oh. skimmed through it. Oh, so a little bit. I, Oh. Yeah, so you should be able to perfectly summarize what happened. All right, fine. They <laughs> <laughs> ran up into a fucking <laughs> of tunnels. Uh, found, found a town. New uh, Bumblefoot's corpse was hanging out in the center of a certain thing. We're like, fuck. <laughs> We're too late. Quick, put on some sunglasses. Maybe, maybe nobody will notice. We can, we can run the corpse back to our cleric and then pretend that it didn't happen. That, that's, surely, that's all that happened, right? Surely you, you know, I mean, the pivotal, pivotal scene in that moment was how we got Do Bumblefoot out, you know? Yeah, you, you fucking, you saw some circle rune shit and you hacked <laughs> at it like we always do. Oh, that's where you're wrong. Someone oh, am I? Someone didn't <laughs> listen to it a little bit or watch it back a I'm little sorry. bit. I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I thought think... we've already been over. I don't know what happened. What really happened... <laughs> Is that some hardworking characters <laughs> such as Zopf and Owlin, they decided to change the runes on the magic circle to be a teleporty spell, a, 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 a portal, if you will, back okay. to mm. back to safety. A teleportal. A teleportal. Mm -hmm. Back to safety. And, and uh, while they were hard at work, Radford was kicking wait, butt. Wait, where did you tell? Yeah. Where, where did you make the teleporter to? Oh, uh, I don't know. Back to the important campsite that we established next to the dead body that Radford knew about. <laughs> hmm, that's the an interesting so detail that you know about for yeah. sure because you watched back a, a little bit. <laughs> a little bit of a you know a heartfelt moment with Radford's yeah. background, and you know it's just very important. To peel back the curtain a little bit. Hmm. I can't. I, now I can't tell. If they're just <laughs> trying to fuck with me for not watching no. it, or just straight up gaslighting me into something like because I didn't We're watch. We're not gaslamping you. Not no, gas everything lamping, we've 100%. said so far has actually happened. Yeah, 
I don't I don't trust you anymore. Maybe they go back and Yeah, maybe to maybe it. this all actually means that you need to go back and listen to it. Interesting. All right, everybody. Let's stop the stream. We're going to pause the conversation. We're all going to go back and watch it together. Oh, a little watch party. Right now. And we're going to watch it at three yeah. times speed. Director's commentary. So that way we can be done in time. Uh we got we got twelve minutes to uh, to listen to an entire two hour yeah. episode. Four times speed. Four times speed. I hope I hope you've been uh, practicing watching YouTube, YouTube double has, time. I YouTube mean, I has added do. a new ludicrous speed to their, uh, to their player. Yeah, but you can only listen to albums and songs by the artist Ludacris when you do oh. it. So I, it's just I will so say. you can get through them quickly. Yeah, exactly. You can go through his whole discography <laughs> like that. I will say I kind of feel bad for uh, when That's you good. watch it two Sorry. times speed, uh, oh. they only get the amount of watch time in real time. So if you watch an hour long video at two times speed, uh, the creator only gets like 30 minutes of watch time. From oh, you. interesting. I so suppose like the, the creator needs goes. to like talk faster instead of like a bucket of molasses. Oh. Well, I, I mean, I agree with you, but sometimes with longer videos, I'll just crank that shit. <laughs> crank that soldier boy. You'll crank the two times speed. Yeah. <laughs> all, right, all right, just wanted to clarify. <laughs> that's what no! you're. God, no! That's what you're cranking. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ah, uh, Josh, right. please don't leave us ever again. Like never, ever, ever again. What do you mean? Jake did a great so job. He's so bad. He's uh, so bad. All right, listen here, all right? <laughs> There's one for the bingo card. Cleo's saying, all right, listen here. Okay, so hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Oh. All right. Do, do we have anything left on the agenda? Not not for it. this week. No, we still have ten minutes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's Def going on the bingo card. Well, hey, the next ten minutes. How about um, we talk about our favorite D and D thing in general? Oh, uh, I like dice. I'm a really big fan of dice. Mm. Just you know the the, the shape. The the flat sides with the Shiny numbers on them. Racks. Yep, yep. Um, I I like I like dice. I think that dice are useful. I think the inclusion of dice was a smart choice. I think that uh, the full set of polyhedral dice looked nice on a shelf. <laughs> do you have um, a D one? I have dice. I have dice. Yeah, I, I do have a D one. It's a ball. It has a one on it. Um, nice. I have a D two. Nice. It's a coin. It's yep. called a coin. It is no, called a coin. Do you, do you have yep. like an actual like? Uh, it's a thing. A D one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a ball. It's a one-sided polyhedral. Isn't this? Isn't no, a ball not. infinite sides? It's not. It's not a. It's not a ball. It might be infinite facets, but it's okay. single sides. So a D one's a thing, and it's a cylinder. I know what you're talking. That about, sounds you know. factually incorrect. But it's is, is that kind of like the Mobius strip thing? No matter like how it falls, it's, it's still on a side. Cylinder. Trapezoidal cylinder. Thank you. I was, I was literally about to describe like it from a it's cut like a trapezoid in one dimension, but it's a cylinder. 
So that way, the weight of one side of the cylinder is always heavier, and you put the number one on the lighter side, so no matter how you drop it, it always rests, so that way one shows. But it's a... But it has more than one side. Yeah, but it can only land on one side. But so what's kind of ball. the function of it? Uh, to roll to a roll one. roll a one. <laughs> Obviously. My favorite part of D&D is uh, the... I like the role-playing. Role playing. I like the role-playing. And I like the um, emergent storytelling that can come out of that. And even... <clears throat> excuse me. Even the character development that's like unexpected that can come out of role-playing. I think one of my favorite moments in the entire campaign was the really impromptu conversation between Jeb and Fox, where Fox realized that for once he told the truth and it actually had positive consequences. Um, Soft influence uh, over Fox. Mm -hmm. I, I think that that is one of my favorite parts of this whole campaign because it was very heartfelt. Ugh, excuse me. I have a cold. Were you hearing um, up there? No, I have a cold. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's so heartwarming. It's very it's very heartfelt and it's very um unexpected, especially in the context of the whole episode, but in a very sweet way. And um it just like made my <laughs> uh <laughs> sorry, Josh in the chat. My favorite part is finding dates that work on everyone's schedules. Um <laughs> At least for us, it's the same day every week. I was going to say, for the most part, I, this has been the best scheduled group I've ever played same. in, um, as Agreed. far as most consistently meeting. There were other groups that I was in. I even tried to do a D&D podcast before this one, where it literally stopped because none of us had a consistent day where we were able to record. Dang. Um, we were all in college, so that was why, but... Um, yeah, like we stopped literally because there was no day where we were all free. Um, but, but yeah, anyway, that's my favorite. Um, uh, my favorite is pretty on par with Jake's and, and role playing. Um, but I especially like character creation and like backstory creating. I think that's really fun, but then also like implementing them into the world and sort of learning about other characters, how they work and revealing, you know, various tidbits throughout, uh, campaigns. I, I will say, I think my favorite part is, is very much in line with what Jake said. Um, I, I, my favorite thing in D&D &D in general is role-playing. It was what got me into D&D. &D. It's the part that carries me through D&D. &D. Um, as much as I, I do enjoy the, like, the mechanics of it, just to like have, like, oh, number go up, um, it, it does, is, <clears throat> in the grand scheme of things, it is what drags it down for me. Because it's like, oh, well, I was having a lot of fun, you know, kind of role playing this bit out and, and having these character moments. But now I have to, like, stop and do roles to, like, you know, support it or, you know, this or that. Um, and as as people who know me in real life, I'm a professional bullshitter. So, <laughs> uh, anything that allows me to bullshit, uh, uh, like just un unsolicited and unchained is a great time. So. Cleo is ready for that Suits-like episode. There you go. Exactly. I, I, um, or, yep, go ahead. No, that's it. I just did a large um. No, you're good. good. Uh, I think my close second, though, too, is generally a interesting fantasy setting, like a world mm -hmm. building. That, like, yeah. us doing the Dawn of Worlds for this and then Josh really expanding on that mm -hmm. and 
diving into the details and making this world so interesting um, is like that has made this like so motivated for me to want to keep playing because oh, I yeah. love exploring the world. Um, and oh. that's a part that I missed. I I used to read fantasy novels a lot from like fourth grade all the way through most of high school. And then since college, I never really read that much. Um, I've been reading a lot of comic books, like superhero comics, which has been great. But nice. um, I haven't read a novel since I read Ready Player Two and thought it was the worst thing I'd ever read. And I stopped reading novels for like four <laughs> years after I read Wait, it. Wait, you made horrible. a second? Yeah, the second one. I like the first one. Ready Player Two. I didn't was know they made a second. Bad. One. It was bad in my in my in my <laughs> humble opinion. It was god awful trash. Um, <laughs> wow. Strong, I don't think I've heard you speak about any media. It was media so that bad. Anyway, um, now I've started like playing fantasy RPGs again because I went along. I played like fantasy RPG games like Skyrim a lot when I was like in high school. But then in college, I've been playing so much like Call of Duty and Halo and competitive shooters. But now that I have my PS5, I've been playing like RPGs again. And um, I started like playing The Witcher 3 and I like bought the first book in the series because I thought the world and the story was so interesting. And like so all of that stuff, like getting back into like fantasy settings and like world building and that stuff is like super interesting for me so i love that aspect of it probably i have a confession to make <laughs> yeah. i don't actually care about dice uh it was i was just going <laughs> oh, off no. on uh, as Gas. a joke and then everybody was really quiet and they didn't <laughs> laugh at the joke so i just kept rolling with it pun not I, intended and, uh, i was just letting you go with it i'm sorry <laughs> so yeah my favorite thing about D D is um is it is a perfect balance of creating and consuming yeah and mm -hmm. uh like like watching movies is all consumption uh or you know playing games is consumption for the most part um but i'm i'm also a very creative person i like to i like to make things and uh D, &D is i have found the perfect balance of creating and consuming yeah um, whether you're a dm even more so if i'm a dm but even if you're a player as well and i feel like it is unique among the stars in and among the the forms of entertainment and creativity out there and for that i think it is very special yeah well i'm glad we had this like heartfelt moment about our favorite it was nice things of dnd and uh belly in the chat said that his favorite part of dnd is the fact that it keeps the mind active and youthful life tends to grind us down and dnd is a reprieve from that i totally agree Especially yeah. when it's oh, yeah. like a fun session or a fun campaign with people that you really enjoy interacting with. Um, I think that I've been in groups before where a little bit into the campaign, you were kind of like, oh, this is becoming more of a chore <laughs> than an enjoyment. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But this has not been that. This has been super great. And I think I know that um, Cleo has said this before, but there's been times where I thought it would become that and then it didn't. It was actually exactly that like it was like a great reprieve and like really energizing so yeah just from I'm some, glad sometimes glad had toxic groups in the past can <laughs> can yeah. people am i right yeah can, can make <laughs> you think that your next group is gonna be that but it's not yeah true oh there are well. few things better than good dnd &D and few things worse than bad dnd &D. i yeah I think that's true. And I yeah. think that's partially because of the um, 
It's really uh, dependent on just the people at the table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's it, the role-playing part of it is so interpersonal and the creative part of it is so interpersonal that that does lead to really rewarding things, but also, if it's bad, really <laughs> toxic things. Tabletop trauma. Yep. It do be like that, though. It, it do be like that. It do be like that. And it be like doobies. And on that note... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unless anyone else has anything else to say, I think we're gonna. Yeah. You already started it, man. Take cool. it and run. Yeah. You the host. All right. Uh, be confident. Everyone, make sure to check out the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Could be on Spotify. Could be on Apple Podcasts. Could be anywhere. Um, we're on YouTube now. We're on YouTube now. The YouTube stuff is really cool. Um, you can see our faces and stuff on YouTube. Um, and yeah. Uh, next week we'll be back we're going to be summarizing recording the summary um, from Radford's perspective of the arc we just did as well as possibly leveling up our characters um, maybe diving in deeper on the campaign bingo card uh, idea that Josh was talking about in the chat (laughs) Um, but yeah until then from all of us here at Wing Badger Gaming what do we say Trevor do you remember what we say yeah, we we say remember to brush your teeth and uh, wash your face and GGs and GN. There it is. See ya.